Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Nerd Wisdom. I'm your host, Nerdy Wise Guy, also known as Zach. And with me, I have Jay. Movie Master Jay. How you doing, everybody? How this works, ladies and gentlemen, is this is a nerd podcast. We cover everything to anything that we find interesting. So you're going to have two regular people talking about random ass crap. And if you don't like it, stop listening. No, but seriously, don't stop listening. I need the views. (laughs) (laughs) So up first in our topics of discussion, um, let me give you two choices. You need to go Avengers 2. Mm-hmm. Or nostalgia. I'm gonna go with nostalgia, Bob. Nostalgia. Okay. What would you say is a cartoon that just takes you back? Oh, takes you back. Not something that you watched recently. Something. No, not the... like Thundercats, because God knows you are a hardcore Thundercats fan. Shut up. Because that's something you can watch as an adult and still have some appreciation for. I'm yeah. talking like cartoons. Where you can watch it and you go, holy crap. So if I'm sitting there watching it on like Boomerang or something, I'm like, damn. Um, Exactly. Well, and you're probably going to think I'm really gay for this, but I'm going to say no homo. The Snorks. The fuck are the Snorks? The Snorks were these little creatures that lived under the water. And they propelled themselves around the water with these little kind of tentacle jet type of things coming out the top of their head. You know, they, it was just, it is a very, very old cartoon. It made no sense whatsoever. But, you know, it it was a cool cartoon. Anything like that. And they came on the same, during the same era as the Smurfs. Why is it nostalgic for you? Oh, it just takes me back to, you know, going, going to elementary school, waking up on, you know, those mornings, on those school mornings, watching the USA Cartoon Express. You know, that takes me back. <laughs> reason why I bring it up is because I had just recently this last week started I, I caught a clip because uh, I was listening to an interview between um, the two uh, voice actors for Pinky and the Brain <laughs> now I was a huge 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 fan of Animaniacs <clears throat> and um, I was a huge fan of Pinky and the Brain I loved it I think it was you were probably a huge Tiny Toons fan, too, weren't you? Of course. Tiny Toons was just... You cannot <laughs> ever go wrong with Tiny Toons. You just, you just can't. And the two guys, Rob Paulson, who does Pinky, he mm-hmm. does all of them. He actually does Raphael yeah. in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, now I remember that he does name. Donatello, I think. In the uh, cartoon that's on Nickelodeon now. Yes. So it's pretty good. But the reason why I say that is because like, they were talking about it, and I watched a clip... Of Pinky and the Brain, of just like him doing his spiel, like Pinky and Brain just kind of like fighting it. They're like, oh my god, this just <laughs> brings me back. Because like, back then cartoons were so much, like there were so many inside jokes, so many like <laughs> pop culture references and things that like an adult would totally catch and be like, holy crap, that's that's Goodfellas or that's Star Wars or that's, you know, yeah. something. I mean, that's... That that's the '90s era. I mean, it all depends on what you're talking about when it comes back. Takes me back. Now, if you're talking back to when I was an adolescent, you know, just going to elementary school where oh, I had no mustache. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> if you're talking about my adolescent days, you know, that's the Snorks and anything that came on the USA Cartoon Express, Space Ghost. Oh, 
Space Ghost. You know, interesting. You know, Space Ghost coast to I coast. Do. I do. I know the real Space Ghost, yeah, no, where I it was don't. Jan and Jace and the little monkey, and they were flying around space. You know, just hunting and just running into weird and odd stuff. Yeah, it was an interesting fact. I was listening to another interview. I listened to too many podcasts. <laughs> um, where they were talking to Mark Hamill, uh, who does the voice of the Joker, mm-hmm. and he said that Bruce Tim, the lead, an- like the lead producer and animator for like. Uh, the Batman animated series, he, mm-hmm. I guess, got some ideas for making Batman from Space Ghost. Really? And just kind of like his broad, the way his like, shoulders... The way he's built and everything. Yeah, the way he's built and everything like that. I can like, see the, that. Kinda the, the cow, You notice the cow, the, the way eyes. it's masked and the eyes. And yeah. then he just adds, you know, the, the ears and then, you know, kind of gives him more of that Batman-esque. But if yeah. you kind of look at it, it, it's very similar. It is very similar. Now that I'm reflecting in my mind, it is very similar to the Batman setup. But you know, if you're talking about the 90s and stuff like that where I started hitting my teen years but you know you still want to watch cartoons sometimes when you're a teen just because hey that's the type of guy I was I watched some cartoons I'm talking about like Doug and Rugrats Doug. and Ren and Stimpy I mean if I could yes <laughs> Doug was my boy him and Patty Mayonnaise and Skeeter Valentine man. you know what's so funny is that show had so much like interracial Stuff going on in that oh, yeah. household, but I almost kind of like wonder if like the colors meant something else. If you like, if you like break it down. Okay, so you had like the rich kid; mm-hmm. she was purple. That was BB Bluff. Yeah, BB. Yeah. I mean, there was like a letter that repeated yeah. itself. So you got BB Bluff, then you got Roger, who was Roger like was green. Klotz. Roger Klotz was green. Uh, then you got Patty Mayonnaise. Patty Mayonnaise. No, Patty Mayonnaise was orange. Was she orange? Yeah, she was orange. She was kind of like orange brown though. You, yeah, she was kinda, like she was a. a, a uh, with blonde between, hair though yes. blonde hair oranges and, oranges blonde and her she's like, she, look, she had that like Beyonce complexion right. with and, the blonde hair and everything and her dad was in a wheelchair yeah <laughs> like like, like, they get, like there was such weird diversity and then Skeeter Skeeter was blue he was blue yes right. Skeeter was and, blue and, and it's almost like it's funny is like Skeeter's dad was blue Mm-hmm. And he was a blue collared worker. He yeah. was like one of those like guys. He was just a like, just blue collar guy. Yeah, and, just you know, with the work. white shirt. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, just yeah, typical, yeah. typical guy comes home. Everyone's yeah. making a mess and stuff like that. And then Doug was the only white kid. Yeah, <laughs> but you got to think about it too. His with sister, his sweater vest. <laughs> yeah, his sister Judy. Remember his sister Judy? Do you realize how pale Doug was compared to like everybody else? Oh, I know. And then his. His mom and dad weren't even that pale. <laughs> it was just so weird. Like, why? Why did you make everyone this this weird color? You know, I think they did that for cultural reference, man. I think they did that because we all come in different colors. We all come to date different shapes, sizes, and colors, but we can all get along and still hang out with each other and do things like that. So what you're saying is that trailer trash is green. <laughs> People that are crippled are Roger orange. got rich. That's where he got rich later. Yes, he got rich later, but I'm just saying... Because they won the lottery. Yeah, they won the lottery, but I'm, were, what I'm saying is, won the No, lottery. I'm just saying that, look, it doesn't matter what color you are, no matter where you come from, you can still all get along, no matter what color your skin is. They had is. the weirdest, just the weirdest architecture in that town, though. <laughs> that town, I don't ever want to live in that town, because they had... They had a freaking restaurant just built like an ice cream cone. And the ice cream cone was the restaurant. They didn't even have indoor seating. No, it was just like, outside. Yeah, it was just outside. So there's this giant like ice cream tower just completely wasted. 
<laughs> and it's delaying air traffic. And there's this, there's this little cone with like windows everywhere, and people just getting ice cream. Yeah. And then I don't even remember. It was it was like called Mr. Swirly or something. Yeah, Mr. Swirly. And he had yeah. like this weird ass this, white it, swirly hair. Yeah, it, it just went, it just went up in the air. It looked like alien esque. That's what it yeah. looked like, man. And it then like, if you catch like the later years when he's like a little bit older, yeah, when ABC picked him up, yeah, uh, they had the high school shaped like BB's head. Yes, that is true. Yes, so I remember weird. that. Because it was Bluff, it was a, they changed it to Bluffington or something like mm-hmm. that. Well, that was the name of the town. Was Bluffington. That was the name of the town. They were like a founding, like yeah, a founding family. The founding family of it. Yeah. It was so weird. That, that show was so weird. What was his name? What the dog's name? It was like Spot? I can't remember the dog's name. It's like a really stereotypical name. Yeah, I can't remember the dog's name. But, yeah, so when you watch the Batman animated series, mm-hmm. like, okay, so I was like, Four, I think four or five. Mm-hmm. And that show started coming on, and I was probably catching reruns too because I think it came out in like ninety two, ninety three. Yeah, I was like 12, 13 years old when yeah. it came out. So I was already catching reruns and stuff like that. But I remember just like it was just so different. Like there was not any cartoon on TV, and there were so many t- cartoons afterwards that kind of like tried to follow suit. So to me, that was what cartoons were. They were like these very serious that weren't kiddish at all. <laughs> so like being twelve, like how did you react? To like the Batman animated series, like it's so different. When you know, when I when it first hit the scene, I was I loved it. I really did, just because of what it was. I mean, there was not another cartoon. I mean, it was. I had to be in front of my TV at four o'clock to watch Batman. Right. You know, it was like a four o'clock block. Is I think they what they called it. They mm-hmm. had Tiny Toons and they had Batman. Oh, Tiny Toons. So, okay. So so good. You know that's that's what that four that four o'clock block was was just those two shows coming on and I loved it I loved it to, with all my passion and all my heart <laughs> I couldn't I had to be home at that time to make sure I was going to watch those cartoons okay and then Sunday mornings is when I would get to watch my other stuff I would get to watch Doug I would get to watch Rugrats I would right, get right. to watch. Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco's Modern Life. Spokane. You know, I, that's hey, what I got Spunky. to watch. You know, so the, those things. That show was so weird. That show had. I don't think there was any basis for that show, man. I they think had, it had had like. I think that show was like the the cartoon version of Friends. It had no. Re, it was like the cartoon version of Seinfeld. It had no real plot whatsoever. There was something that always stuck out in my head, and I've never really understood why. It was the weirdest thing that I don't know why you would ever put it in. It had the weirdest like infomercial on the TV that would always show up where a guy was working out his butt cheeks. <laughs> and it was like this thing. It was like a weight. And his like butt cheeks would like pop out. Like, yes. <laughs> you can't see my hands because it's radio. But if you were to see it, it's just like constantly like take your hand to your chest and then as you pull the other one out, it just like constantly goes back and forth. And it was like. I don't. As a child, I'm like, I don't. I don't understand. Like, is this? Why is this happening? I feel. I feel dirty watching this, and I don't know why. I feel weird. This is weird. What's going down there? I'm done there. I don't. I don't know what's going on. I mean, Heifer was raised by wolves, man. And he was a cow. And he was a cow. And he lived next door to a frog. <laughs> yes. Whose son was like a a producer on television. It was just. It was just absurdly weird. weird. It, it was, was just weird, man. I mean. It, it was just all the way weird. I mean, Running Snippy wasn't. That was like kind of like that, weird, uh, weird cartoons. That was had, like, like 
drug. Taking a pee. Drug head right there. <laughs> it was like Any man. stoner would watch no, that show no, and no. be in, in No, you had to be on like some mushrooms or ecstasy or ecstasy lined mushrooms. You just had to be on some type of heavy psychotropic drug to enjoy that show to its fullest potential. Yeah. Flat out. You really yeah, did. That, that show was just. It was just odd. I don't just even actually know what they were. Do you even know what they were? They were a cat and a dog. That was a cat and a dog? Yes. I don't... <laughs> Ren was a chihuahua. Stimpy was a cat. I would definitely not have picked that. I was yeah. never allowed to watch it. My mother actually yelled at me. Yeah, there were it. a lot of people that weren't allowed to watch that show. My mother would always yell at me. She goes, why are you watching this crap? And I'm just like, I, it's just cartoons. Yeah? I mean, there's nothing. There's this thing as a bad cartoon. Yeah, until you watch that one. <laughs> oh, there were other cartoons I caught because, like, I was I was growing up at a time when, like, like anime had really like it always had been around in the in America, but it was like starting to really kind of catch its stride when Sailor Moon came over and uh, Dragon Ball Z and. Yeah, I was like never that. a fan of Sailor Moon, but I did watch some Dragon Ball Z. But the problem with Dragon Ball Z was is that whenever it came on. It was never in the order it was supposed to be watched. It would, they would just show like the random episodes and stuff like that. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? What the hell did I miss? How, how did we jump to this? And it's like, you know, and it never made sense to me because they were just so broken up. Yeah, I mean, it was hard if you missed like even a week because that's how anime is. Like, you miss one week and like, like, you know, character A is fighting character B, and then you watch episode three and miss two, and then character one actually has a tail, and he's using his said tail to have sex with character C while trying to console character two. I'm pretty sure I just described, like, a million animes just now. Yeah, you probably did. So... But definitely have to watch that that Japanese boxing anime. The what? Ippo Makanuchi. No, you never told me about that one. I told you about that one. It was like this Japanese boxing anime that Gio got me hooked on. And I've been like totally into it. And it's just like boxing. It's just a lot of boxing. Mm-hmm. It's like very stylized boxing. So it's not like, oh. you know, the boring crap you make me watch. But Boxing is not boring. What would you describe it as? Boxing is it's the sweet science. Okay, you have to have an appreciation for a sport like this. You just made six people fall asleep. Oh, God. <laughs> you just, man, you're killing me, man. You know, you guys have been been tainted by mixed martial arts. Okay, yes, mixed martial arts, it can be more exciting, but it can be just as boring. I agree. It I agree. really can. You're absolutely right. It you know, it can be well. just as boring. I don't find enjoyment watching curling, though, either. Leave me alone, man. <laughs> Alright? Leave me alone. I am a sports junkie, and I am proud of it. I will watch curling. I will watch badminton. I will watch billiards. But one thing I cannot watch, I cannot watch NASCAR. I don't know why I cannot watch NASCAR. Of all the things, NASCAR is what did it for you. Yes, not that I, not, not that I'm surprised. It's like... Running around in a circle is, is not... Exactly. I, I can't get into that. I can't get into a, seeing a car go around a circle, a circular track, 250 times. Right. I can't get into that. No. So, here's another here's another interesting thing. So, um, I was thinking about, like, 
what kind of um, like franchises that I would always like to see come back. You know, kind of rebooted mm-hmm. or different things like that. And I think the one thing that I would love to see rebooted is a John Hodges. Is it John Hodges? Hodginson? Hughes. John Hughes? What? Yeah. Is that it? Is his name? John Hughes? He's got them in all the old 80s. Like, oh, like the 16 Candles guy? Yeah. Yeah. It was John Hughes? Yeah, it's John Hughes. Yeah. So John Hughes, I want to see one of his movies remade. Mm-hmm. By someone like an indie director, like a low end like indie director, like like I think like someone that like uh, like Mark Webb, he's really good with like the indie like I think he did like Internal Sunshine on Spotless Minor. Mm. No, Person of the Wallflower. I think he did Person of the Wallflower. I actually have no idea what he did. He did a movie <laughs> that was indie before he did Spider Man, and it was really important. I have the internet, but I don't really look it up. But like, imagine like Ferris Bueller, okay? Ferris Bueller, I think, I think is like the best example if you're going to go like reboot on an old 80s flick. Now, mm-hmm. most people would say they're remaking Ferris Bueller. Oh my god, that is the dumbest fucking thing in the world. <laughs> and most days I would agree with you. But if it's done right, if it's done right, I think it would be genius. Cause yeah. see, the thing is though, they miss on so many reboots these days. You're almost scared sit, to sit there and go and see them because you know they're going to miss fire on stuff. Well, you're scared. I'm not that scared. Yeah, I, I have to admit, I was scared at Batman Begins. I was petrified because <laughs> I had to watch Batman and Robin. <laughs> okay, so I was I was just scared to death about seeing Batman Begins. I'm like, oh my god, another damn Batman movie? Are you kidding me? Yeah, but. When I finally did see the movie, I said, "Wow!" Yeah, it was thank a great you, movie. Christopher Nolan, for bringing uh, bringing it back for us, making it relevant again. Okay, because it was Batman had lost its complete luster when they made Batman and Robin. Yeah, well, I mean, like the, my thing is, it's like you take the concept of Ferris Bueller and then you mm-hmm. make it into something. Don't don't use Ferris Bueller's character. Uh huh. Don't try to make it. So much similar. Don't try to have that sister moment. No, I'm to have like have something with the similar dynamics, but make it interesting. So, so don't call it Ferris Bueller's Day Off. No, but like call say, it something else. Say it something else. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be cool to have like like it, it, it'd be like uh, like a teenager doing it for work or something like that, mm-hmm. or you know, like a kid doing it for high school or something like that. And you know, it's a similar situation, but you know. With today's technology, he comes up with these great ideas, and he does all these different things. Mm-hmm. And people are trying to track him down and do all these, you know, different things. And I think it'd be cool to throw a cameo with Matthew, Broad- Matthew Broderick in the movie somehow. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he's the principal, or maybe yeah. maybe he's a teacher, or he's, um, you know, he's just some guy. Yeah. You know, like I think there'd be a great moment where, like, in, in like the like towards the end of the movie. Uh, the kid's got some type of like internal issue going on, like some type of like maybe he's not sure what he wants to do with college or career or something like that, and he's just kind of sitting there in uh, like a diner or a park or some type of like setting, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, typical setting, and then like you know Matthew Broderick is just kind of like sitting there, and hey, how you doing? Yeah, <laughs> and. 
you know, he says something very Ferris Bueller like, yeah. now you seem like a guy who has way too much on his mind. <laughs> and, you know, and then he has this big dialogue, you know, it's this great written thing. I'm not a writer, so I'm not going to write that. But he has this great written thing. And at the very end, he throws that one line in. He goes, Life moves too fast. If you don't slow down and take him a second to enjoy it, you might miss it or something. Yeah. I, I don't remember the exact words, but you know, he, know, he leaves it with that. He leaves with that and he just disappears. Okay. And um, I mean, it's you know the thing is, all these movies have been remade in some way, shape, or form. I mean, if we think except hard the John Hughes movies. No, I think if we think hard enough, all these movies have been remade. They just have not been called, you know. 16 Candles or Ferris Bueller's Day Off but they've taken the concept of every single one of those movies and remade them you haven't they've never done a Ferris Bueller Day Off thing I gotta think long and hard about that because you know it's I mean if you want to think about it Home Alone is based kind of like that Home Alone's written by the same guy true but still I mean like Home Alone may even be interesting to see come back yeah I mean, I've seen Home Alone 3, so no. <laughs> I liked Home Alone 3. Home Alone 3, no. Home Alone 3 was okay. No. I thought it was okay. No. That's just my opinion, I guess, but I thought it was good. <laughs> well, what do you want to see come back? Like, what franchise movie? You had to pick any franchise, no restrictions, world ends. What would you bring back? Uh, what would I bring back or start anew? Whatever. Um, That's a hard one, man. I mean... You know what? If I really wanted to see a franchise come back right now, because there actually have been talks about it, and this is really going to go strictly for my African American folks, would be a different world. It was a sh- it was a show. It was a college show. It came on right after Cosby, and you know, disregard the Cosby part of it. Okay, wasn't that the SNL <laughs> skit show? No. It was like an SNL skit show. No, that was in Living Color. Oh, that was okay. different. A different world followed a fictional college in Virginia mm-hmm. called Hillman College where it just dealt with the struggles about African Americans going to school that what they faced in college and how they came out of it in the end there have been talks actually about rebooting the series I would love to see it come back and take on the challenges of today's world as well because you don't have the the, the show to do that with now but you don't really have the same kind of issues that you do now. Like, regardless of what you may think, and this, like I what? said, it's, this is strictly for like it was a it was a heavily heavily African American show. You got to think about this. This came on right after Cosby, and that's when they had the Thursday night block blocked off. You couldn't watch anything else but Cosby in a different world on that same night. And the thing is, you may not think it does now, but it really does happen. There are major issues still being. Even the same issues that they were dealing with back in the late 80s, early 90s. They're still dealing with that on college campuses today. Like racial? Racial, racial, doesn't matter. I mean, racial, educational, um, money, you know, overall, they're still dealing with stuff like that today. I'm sure they're dealing with that. I just don't know if that's something that would be, I I don't know if that's something that has an audience anymore. YouTube and Facebook and so much right now has changed the way we kind of... I didn't say it has to be on on television. I didn't say that. Because you got to think about how many series are actually going digital. True, but... So it can be a digital series, but I would just like to see it rebooted. 
I really would. I mean, I I get. I don't know. I I see a lot. I know a lot of those older shows like it had so much like it had a lot going for it because it had like so much racial diversity. It was like mm-hmm. pushing this marker and like nothing about it to me works today. Like it, it to me doesn't hold up. Like it's something that works for that era but doesn't work now. Like a great example, which is a lovely uh, conversational starter, is the Karate Kid. Oh gosh! Yeah, you know we, yeah. we've had many a conversations with yeah, a friend of we ours. have. Uh, the Karate Kid, the one that came out in the eighties with Ralph Macchio, to me, twenty five years old. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just had something in my throat. That movie is, I'm gonna say it, boring as hell. Now, mind yeah. you, me growing up, of course, it's already out on video by the time <laughs> I'm old enough to watch it. But the thing was, is I was watching Jackie Chan, Jet Li. I was watching these guys before they really kind of hit their popularity in the U.S. So, like, watching an American-made karate movie was so blah. Like, he did a couple punches, a couple kicks, and they called it a karate movie. You know, and I'm just like, what the hell is this? Now, Pat Morita, he won, I think he won an Oscar for that movie. And I think that's a perfect example of a movie who it's it only fits in that era. Mm-hmm. You can't make that movie again. And they didn't make that same movie. They had to no, change they it didn't. because that doesn't work anymore. You can't put some Italian kid in California, him being an outsider, <laughs> um, and then some Asian guy being super stereotypical, and mm-hmm. that's it. Like you can't have it. There's no. There's not enough. Mm-hmm. Character development in that movie, and I don't care what anyone says. It's just it's it's a it's boring movie. It's boring. It, I, um, I give you that. It it it, it moves slow, but you got to remember it. that was the eighties too. There wasn't a lot of excitement going on in those movies that, that during that era. Oh, I know everything but still, had to be over the top. Everything needed to have a montage. But no, but still, I mean, it's that's that's the way it was. That's the way it was in the eighties, and so that's what you that's what we had to deal with. Now you, we're going to talk about the remake. Now, as bad as Jaden Smith's acting is, and <laughs> I give that movie a lot of credit for what it was and for what it did and for how it actually changed the story itself by not making him stay in the United States and making him an outcast, actually putting him into a completely different environment, completely different world. Because he went over to a place where he couldn't even speak the language. Right. Exactly. You know? He went to a place where he couldn't speak the language. He had to try to adapt. He was real, the real, real outsider because he didn't look like anybody else there. Exactly. You know, he's a little black kid with cornrows going down his back. You know, I mean, come on. But And our friend can't stand the movie, but we were not going to talk about that. But we know how it really is and how it really you know how it actually resonated with the error. We yeah. we actually understand what it was and why and why they did it that way. Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing was you could pick the real Chinese guy who grew up in China who knows real kung fu <laughs> and just did like a real martial art movie. So I think that's one of the biggest appeals. I felt like it had more spirit, more uh, more of the soul of martial arts than considering, just a kick and a punch. Yeah, considering the, when he uh, actually subdued all the children, he never laid his hands on them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He never punched them, he never kicked them, he never slapped them or that, anything. That's a great, that's a great point, too. Speaking yeah. of Smith, so yes. some news broke this week. Uh, we've talked a lot about Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. 
one of probably my big, one of my next probably like biggest anticipated movies out of the DC movies next to Batman v Superman. Um, so it casting was announced. Uh, we had Jay, Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang. We have Margot Robbie as Holly Quinn. We have Will Smith as Deadshot. Mm-hmm. We have some model chick as Enchantress. <laughs> and then we had uh, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. Shut up. I don't care if I pronounced her wrong. Uh, and then we had um, <laughs> Tom Hardy as Rick Flagg. Or at least we did. So Tom Hardy, actually, there are reports that he has left. Now, I did not know that. There's two different sides to this that I've read. So one side is... Um, he left because he has scheduling conflicts with the current movie he's filming right now, and mm-hmm. so he had to leave. He couldn't. He couldn't do it in time because they have to start filming this year to get it ready for next year. Mm-hmm. The other side of things is that uh, he read the revised script, and I guess he wasn't getting a lot of screen time, and he's like, "Fuck it," <laughs> because I guess they were giving more. Oh yeah, and the Joker's in it with Jared yeah. Little. Yeah, I knew I was forgetting someone. Um, and I, I was going to ask you what you were going to mention him. Yeah. And I guess uh, Will Smith and Jared Little are getting more screen time. Huh. Um, but, I don't know. This movie, I'm half worried about it and I'm half not. Like, I'm worried about it because it's like you can't really screw up. Like, because Guardians of the Galaxy did so well and just making obscure characters really good. Mm-hmm. There's no pressure to make obscure characters good. Mm-hmm. So you just make them. You just do something. And you yeah. don't have to worry about living up to this hype because you just it's out there. But at the same time, DC has its it, I I'm a certain person, I've always liked a lot of things that maybe necessarily weren't mainstream. Mm-hmm. You know, I was always the guy that was liking the B stuff. You know, like growing up, I think it let me think of a good example. Like, you know, this the, I wasn't this kid for the record. But an example I can think of is, like, everyone's wearing Jordans, and you're the kid wearing Reeboks. Okay. You know, and you're like, I'm a Reebok guy. And everyone's like, thank <laughs> you. And you're like, I'm the Reebok guy. I was not a Reebok guy. Okay. okay. I need that. No. Say it right It's here. okay. It's okay. I was if not a Reebok kid. It's all right if you're a Reebok kid. I was not a Reebok kid. And listen, listen. During that era, Reebok actually made decent shoes. I so I was, not, I, I was always about the swoosh. Okay, swoosh. swoosh. You were right the first time. Swoosh. Need a real word. Mm-hmm. Um, so DC is in that moment right now where they're they're like really well accepted in the comic world mm-hmm. and certain other avenues, but when it comes to the movies, like in the mainstream world, Marvel Marvel is the the company right now, and it's like I want DC to kind of have that momentum to really face off and really have this kind of head on head on because the problem is that if you don't have someone challenging you. Mm-hmm. You will eventually start losing stride, and mm-hmm. Marvel is going to lose stride because they don't have as much competition coming from DC yet. And I think that's one of the reasons why DC is really trying to get those really good movies out. You know, people, some people liked Green Lantern, some people didn't. Uh, some people didn't like Man of Steel, some people didn't. I loved Man of Steel, I thought it was perfect. There were some things that I, I think could have been better, but. I think the overall essence of the movie was good, and I think it, it accomplished something. So, fast forwarding, Suicide Squad is one of those movies where it's like, if you can get this right, you can get all these other movies that you set forward right. Mm-hmm. Well, see, 
I'm looking at it like this. Just to piggyback on what you were saying about the DC Marvel, you know, battle that's going on. When DC has made their movies, when they made the Batman franchise, when they did when they did Christopher Nolan's Batman franchise, when they did Man of Steel, when they did Green Lantern, they were more worried about telling a story than they were about completely just putting as much action and as much pop and as many jokes as possible into a film. That's the difference with Marvel. DC wants to tell the story. All Marvel wants to do is entertain, regardless of how it's going to look on paper. All they want to say, all they want to do is just entertain you. They want the pop. They want the bang. They want the joke. They want the, they, they, that's all they want to do is entertain. DC builds you a story. Yeah. And some people would argue on the story. Some people wouldn't. Some part, and that's, that, I think that's the beauty of it, is that when you look at a DC based movie, that, or DC comic, DC comic based movie coming into, the real life into mainstream, they want that debate over that storyline, over the action, over the punch. They want those people to like it and they want those people to hate it because you know why? Even though they hate it, they're still going to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And if they love it, they're going to talk about it even more. Marvel, they just put it out there. As long as you're entertained, that's fine because we're going to make millions of dollars off the back end anyway with merchandising. Yeah, they will. <laughs> okay, so that's what they're conf- concerned about. I mean, hell, there was no reason for them to make Thor two. <laughs> yeah, but None they're going whatsoever. to make Thor two because yes. Thor is a popular character. He makes money. Uh, I didn't like. I mean, I thought Thor two was pretty boring too. I mean, both yeah. Thor movies were horrible. Yeah, they were, I mean, they weren't horrible. horrible. They were not good. Horrible is like Batman and Robin. They're just they're not. They're good. just not good. Speaking of Marvel, though, mm-hmm. Avengers 2 had another trailer. Did yes. you watch it? Yes, I did uh, you watch it. We talked about this last time. You know, we, we said it where we all knew what was going to happen. And that's exactly what's going to happen with this one. You know, I wish we could still live in a day and age where we did not have to know everything that was upcoming Afterwards, I wish we lived in a day and age where we did not know the future all the time, where people are constantly sitting there talking about what's next, what's next, what's next. But we don't live in that day and age anymore. We live in a day and age where we don't we know everything that's going to happen and take place before it even happens. One of the things about Avengers 2, though. That I noticed, it, it, they're really aiming for this very dark kind of storyline. Like, we talked a little bit about Ant-Man, where it kind of started to really aim for that kind of, like, dark theme. And, obviously, Avengers 2 is really aiming for it with Ultron. Ultron, I have to say, is probably, next to Loki, probably the most interesting of villains they've ever had. Because, mm-hmm. that's one thing, Marvel has really good villains... It's just that they've sold them all to other studios. <laughs> Fox has Doctor Doom. Fox has Magneto. Fox has Mystique. Fox has Apocalypse. You know, freaking um, Sony has Doc Ock, Doc Green Goblin, Venom, Carnage. Uh, you know, they have all those characters. So we have left is Red Skull. Um, we got Loki. We got, uh, I think they have access to the scrolls, which are kind of like those aliens. Uh Um, You know, and a few other, like, villains. Uh, Thanos is supposed to be a really good one. But, like, 
Aldron is supposed to be this like very like grandiose kind of like villain, like very good. And it's supposed to be like this kind of like I think like a brainiac like villain. Mm-hmm. So I'm very interested in that. It seems interesting, but my only problem is it's like what to me like it's like the problem with the Avengers two is I don't feel like it's gonna bring anything to the table that I haven't already seen before. And that's exactly what we talked about the last time is that it's nothing new. Yeah. We've seen it all before. There's gonna be and like, like I told you, it's just gonna entertain the crowd. That's exactly what it's gonna do. It's not gonna bring you anything new. It's not gonna bring you anything unexpected. See, I think that it might at least have a good story this time around, only because Winter Soldier to me was a really good story. Like it was a really good mm-hmm. kind of strain of different like you know loops and turns and things like that so you're like oh right. wow that was really cool um oh my god hydra <laughs> you know it's just like this really great kind of like turn and things like that so yeah. whereas you know, avengers 2 like i i won't want that you know i want this something i want to see setups for civil war Civil War, to me, sounds more interesting than Avengers 2. But see, this is one thing that you have to make sure you do. Don't go into the movies looking for that stuff. Don't go to the movie looking for that because if you look at it, look for that, and you don't find it and it's not there, you're just going to be pissed about the movie. Is that how you feel every time you watch a movie? No, I try to make the, I try to look at the movie as, as a form of entertainment. That's how I try to look at it. Mm-hmm. And... You know, when I give my critique on it, I tell you, it was entertaining. You know, <laughs> what I've gone, what I, you know, surprised what was going to happen? No, because majority of these stories are just, you know, parroted back to us every time we go to the movies. It's the same thing over and over and over and over again. So, you know, I'm not, I don't go in there with a lot of high hope. I just go in there and like, look, if it's entertaining, okay, good, it's entertaining. But it, you know, if I go into something that I don't know, it's all right. But everything that's been coming out, we already know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, and even with the follow-up stuff, we already know what's going to happen because, uh, like I was telling you, we're already we've already been told what's going to happen and what's coming up next. So there's nothing for us to be wishing for anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Speaking of which, mm-hmm. uh, that DC anime with Throne of Atlantis, the new one. Yeah, it's coming out a couple weeks from now. Yeah, I know. I saw that. I was actually going to pre-order it. So, (laughs) (laughs) so I think that right here, exclusive announcement right now. (laughs) You heard it first. I think we should do a spoiler cast on that. Just talk about like what we enjoyed about it as like like our own little mini review. I'm down. You're down. I'm down. You're down. I'm down. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So yeah, uh, we're going to wrap up early here today, uh, just because uh, Movie Master Jay wants to watch more boring boxing. Yes, people, I'm watching the heavyweight fight tonight. The Who's heavy- even fighting? The heavyweight fight that's going on tonight was bring- is going to bring the title back to the U.S., I'm saying it. You got big man Deontay Wilder, 32-0, 32 knockouts, going up against champion Berman Stavern, 24-1 with 22 knockouts. So if you're on, if you got Showtime, turn on your Showtime. You're going to see a good fight. You're going to enjoy it. You know this isn't live, right? I don't care. <laughs> you can still you can still catch it. You can turn on your Showtime. If you got Showtime on demand, you'll be able to catch it. All right. Or you can Google it and see who won. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That takes all the fun out of it. I just wanted to know their names. By the way. <laughs> you just gave me their life story. So I did not give you their life story. So that will be I it. Could give you their life story. <laughs> That'll be it today for Nerd Wisdom. As again, my name is Zach, Nerdy Wise Guy. I am Movie Master J. Uh, please hit that like button. Comment below any topics that you want to hear two regular guys talking about. Hit subscribe. Let us know if you have any tips or comments, any type of reviews. We'll listen. I may implement them. I may not. Who knows? So again, thanks for listening. Have a good one.